Blog Talk Radio. Dirty talk, me screaming, and carrying on. And anything that might come out of my mouth might offend you. You don't want to listen to this because I'm going to cut a bitch loose in half a second. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the amazingly wicked one herself, the incredible Dorothy Morrison. Please check out wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. Dorothy currently has. Her amazing limited edition Halloween candles on sale right now. You have to go to the social media link on Facebook to get the link to get to the sale. They're amazing, but they're only available until the 31st. So if you're going to get some, tie your buns over to that website and get them. Because once they're gone, that's it for the season. I don't know when they're coming back. I have not been told. But I will tell you. If you're going to get stuff that's limited edition from Dorothy Morrison that should always sell out, go get it. Get it now. Get it today. That's www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Okay. So it was my birthday yesterday. So today is the birthday show because I always get one. And even though many of you have heard me complain about shit before, those of you who haven't, well, buckle in because... I'm done. Okay, before before I go any further, let me explain my credentials. I just turned 61. My tits without a bra are on the floor. My uterus is looking for an escape route out of my vagina. I've been practicing witchcraft for exactly 50 fucking years. And does that make me an expert on witchcraft? No. It makes me an expert on people pissing me off. I have no fucks left to give, really maybe only one, but I I just don't. I can't with people. Okay, sing my Botox right now. More gatekeeping and more gatekeeping from people my fucking age. Are we still doing this? Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, so I like shiny shit. This, This is my confession. I like shiny shit. I like crystals, I like artwork that my friends do, Uh, I know lots of people who create spirit boards and beautiful magic cords and sell crystals and all kinds of the accoutrement thereof, okay? What pisses me off more than somebody's coming on social media and making fun of people who like stuff. You don't need that shit. You're not a real witch if you're buying that shit. Baba 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 Really? Are we still doing this? Let me tell you something. <laughs> old people. I'm old too. What the fuck happened to you? Who hurt you? That you have to be so goddamn bitter. That people cannot enjoy shit just to enjoy it. And aren't we past the point that we're saying people aren't real witches if they have to have certain things to make them feel comfortable? God damn it. I like pizza. I have that around to make me feel comfortable. Do I need it? No. Do I like it? Yes. Fucking hell. Who asked your goddamn opinion in the first fucking place? You don't want shiny shit? Don't buy shiny shit. But don't fucking pretend to be a teacher of young people and slam them for liking shiny shit. There's nothing wrong with it. Candles, do I need candles? Well, for emergencies, sure. Do candles help me focus sometimes on a spell? Yes, they fucking do. Do I work with crystals? 
Yes, I fucking do. Do I collect skulls? Yes, I fucking do. This is my right. I am entitled. And, of course, everyone is entitled to their opinion. And I was not asked for my opinion, but this is my fucking show, and I get to say what the fuck I want. (laughs) God damn it. Leave people alone. How many times do old people, I'm sorry, we are motherfucking old. Just deal with that fact. We are lucky enough to have come up without a spotlight on our faces through the Internet and people Googling our asses and knowing everything about us since our first shit in this world, okay, to young people. You are turning them off. You are turning them away. They are, you, you know, this judgmental bullshit about what is a real witch. I have no fucking clue. And guess what, Buttercup? Neither do you, because it's many fucking things, and it's different mm-hmm. to other people, and that has to be okay. Now, if you want to stay stuck in your tradition, that is fine, although my uh, line uh, of practitioners likes shiny shit as well. Can I just remind you, do not discourage people from buying things. Do not discourage people from not buying things from other witches. We are supposed to be supporting each other. This is how Mm. industry grows. There is no reason why our people should not make money. This pagan poor bullshit that half the people I came up with, listen, half y'all chose that shit because you didn't want to have day jobs. I'm just going to say it like that because you didn't mm-hmm. have the money to create a shop or you didn't have the support, and I'm sorry for you. I didn't have that either. I would have loved it. But that was not my ministry, okay? My ministry is running my goddamn mouth and trying to entertain folks and having young people and old people on to present their things and talk about the shit that they do and their feelings and how they get along in this world that is so fucking different from the world we came up in. Mm -hmm. So can we please, can we please be supportive? You know, listen, everything is not for everybody. Has, Has it ever happened to me where someone has done something and I go in my own head and say, fuck, I wouldn't have done that? Yeah, but you know what? That thought belongs in my fucking head and not out in the world. Mm-hmm. Don't be like this. Don't be like this. We have to support pagan industry as well as pagan people. Pagan writers need support. They are trying to pass on new ways of thinking, and I'm sorry, better ways of thinking in a lot of regards. It's lovely mm-hmm. to have tradition. I'm faithful to my tradition up to a point where the misogyny and bullshit comes in. We discard that because we don't believe in that shit. You know, change and grow. I say this to you all the time. Change and grow and support. Please, you want to stay stuck in your practice and you don't want it to move and you want it to be exactly the way it was when you were coming up, then you go find people to practice that with because that is right for you. It's not right for other people necessarily. For you and your group, you have a certain way you do things, you're entitled to do that. But don't pretend to know for everyone else. This is bullshit, okay? I think pagan art is amazing. Can I afford all of it? No, of course not. Would I love it if I could? Sure. But certain things are for other people. Why are you trying to rob people of the simple pleasures of a crystal or a painting or a a spirit board or six? I have three dozen tarot decks. I like them. I'm going Mm -hmm. to keep buying them because I Mm -hmm. like them. there, There are decks by artists that I'm looking at that I'm like, oh, this artwork is so beautiful and it speaks to me. I'm not going to take anybody's bullshit judgment about how many goddamn decks I have. It's my motherfucking business. Does it make me less of a witch? I don't fucking think so. 
I'm no expert, but I'm just saying some of y'all who are propping yourselves up as experts need to take a chill pill and step the fuck back because mm-hmm. we're going to be dead soon. Don't make young folks bitter against us, okay? Maybe we should want them to carry some of our thoughts and memories and look upon us fondly. Just saying. Rant over. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. <laughs> it just, you, you know, here's am? the thing. I, should I, I mean, start talking? Here, dude, let me tell you what. I've got tattoos. I didn't start getting tattoos until I was 54 years old. I finally make enough during my day job that I can afford some luxuries. Not all of them, but some in limited quantity. But I can afford to drop a couple of hundred every few months if I really want something like a collection of crystals or jewelry or books or cards or whatever the fuck it is, right? I mean, again, I don't do pagan for. It's ridiculous. Well, you got to – it's the 3M rule, right? If you're not feeding me, financing me, and sucking me well and often, you don't get a vote, right? Exactly. Exactly. But what uh, pisses me off is that old, I mean, old folks are trying to tell young young folks or or make them feel some kind of way because they have questions about things that are not basic, you know, basically learned and memorized from the book, whatever book uh, it is they're talking I, about. So and I just pissed. It's absurd about that. Go ahead. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I get really pissy about that because I get really tired of people knocking down stuff like Graham. And I'm like, well, you know what? Yeah, there's some crap on there, but there's a lot of crap in those books that you can buy, too. And there's a lot of crap that you can find the wrong person to teach you. And there's some good stuff out there, you know. But if you belittle people and make them not want to talk to you and ask questions, then you're not going to be able to give them the benefit of your wisdom. I get so fucking tired, and it happens in my field because I'm in academia. You see this, too. There's two kinds of people, right? There's the kind of people that, like, I suffered, and I'm a bitter piece of shit, so I'm going to make you suffer so you'll be a bitter piece of shit, too. Or I suffered, and I'm not going to be a bitter piece of shit, and I want things to get better, so I'm going to work toward making things better. And really, there's no there's no in between. There's one or the other. And I'm wore ass out of the first kind. Wore ass out of it. I'm I hear you. over it. I am so I tired just, of these. Go ahead. No, keep going, girl. No, 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 you go. I'm done. I'm my piece. You go ahead. <laughs> I'm just well. I mean, you know, here's the thing. When I was younger about, and I say this all the time, but apparently people are not believing me or not paying attention, but we always said, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could be accepted? Oh, wouldn't it be great if people didn't run away scared of us because we use the W word? Woohoo! Uh, you know what I'm saying? Without getting all yeah. woo-woo about it, because you're like, you are so far from a woo-woo person, and I am pretty fucking far from a woo-woo. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with being woo-woo at the right time. I mean, I'm not telling people don't be woo-woo. I'm just saying I'm not. But, you know, when people are still fucking judging, there's a time where you got to stop. Just fucking stop. It's not worth it. You've got to, we've got to stop tearing each other up from the inside because if you, you best believe that things are going to get a hell of a lot worse coming from the outside. There's going to be, I mean, like the stuff in the wild hunt about people protesting at pagan events and stuff. If you don't think that those people are going to start turning violent toward all of us, you got another thing coming. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, like this summer, that whole deal that went down in Texas this summer. 
We don't have time to be fighting amongst ourselves. We don't have time. We've got to folks, we've got to get over ourselves. We've got to understand that there is room for everybody at the table and whatever they like. And how many ever, girl, I got tarot decks running out my ass. I mean, I I finally got them all in one place and counted them. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, yeah. so what do I do? I immediately buy four more. <laughs> you know? Nobody, nobody better come yeah. for me about anything I've got because this bitch pays her own damn way in the world. And until you're paying my way, you don't have a damn thing yeah. to say about what I like and what I don't like and what jewelry I wear. And if I decide that I want to pierce any part of my body or tattoo any part of my body or buy whatever book or go to whatever ritual, you can kiss my ass if you don't like that because you're not, you're not the boss of me is what it boils down to. But these people that cannot stand for somebody to have just a little shred of joy, how miserable a person it must be to be, live like that all the time, all the time. Yeah. And I just look at these people and go, you know what? You're just going to shrivel up into some, like, wasn't there some myth or some fairy tale about somebody that was so damn miserable they just shriveled up into some little thing, like troll of a thing, because they were just so miserable all the time, you know? And Probably. we were talking, you know, before you got we got on, you were telling me, you know, you were being very sweet and saying that you felt like I looked better now. Part of that is being happy in my own skin. And I see people who are my age that are miserable, and I'm like, you look 892 years old because ugly eats you alive. Being an ugly person, and I don't mean ugly as in physical beauty. I mean being an ugly soul. That stuff eats you up on the inside. And you can see people that are like that. And you can go, man, how old are you? Yeah. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's right. It is scary. I will tell you. You know, when I talk to folks and and I think, oh, you know, I'm I'm probably uh, doing okay because some of these folks are so much younger than they look. Because I think I'm talking to a contemporary, and it's like, no, nah, I'm 40, and I'm like, holy shit, who oh, rode you hard and put you up wet? My goodness. Yeah, I think and, you're a beautiful. person. You know, and, and it's because you have a beautiful, lively soul, and that keeps you looking beautiful on the outside. Well, thank you. You're very sweet. And you're also one of my dearest friends, so you got, I'll send you that 50 later. But, um, yeah. but you know, the, the thing that really pisses me off, it's every, again, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but when you start saying things, without thinking about the fact that you're hurting our folks. Not because, mm-hmm. listen, are, are crystals necessary? No, they're not. We like them. I mean, if you work with them, they are necessary. I'm first learning. So I'm, I'm, I, listen, a lot of shit's gone on in my fucking life. So, again, I'm learning shit now that I quote, unquote, should have learned. Years ago, but you know, I was getting my ass kicked by an ex-husband and raising babies and trying to, you know, work my way into a career kind of situation. So I was a little fucking dizzy. So excuse me for being a little late to the party. But but you're hurting pagan industry, and pagan industry mm-hmm. is first becoming a really super vibrant thing. You know, where, listen, there was a time that you did not find all of these amazing books on the show anywhere. You had to find a store that was specifically geared for our kind of folks that, you know, and they were few and far between in the 70s and 80s, I have to tell you. So anything that, you know, our folks create, I find to be of value. I'll I'll give you an example. I believe it's called Carnivalia, which is a product line by Chaz Bogan, who is husband to um, some friends of mine. And they have a wonderful family, and they're all writers, and they all are practitioners, and they have the Torah trading, and they have 
they have this industry and this legacy that they've put time and energy and love into and, and, and they're writers and they're creators and they're wonderful people and to do something or say something um, that that hurts their family business, I mean, I'm assuming it's their family business, um, is a shitty thing to do. We're supposed to encourage each other in all things as long as we are not encouraging people to hurt themselves, you know, well, or other people do that, you know, unless deserved, which is different. Yeah, the quality, too, because there is so much more out there. The quality of what's available now is just exponentially better than it was 20 years ago and 30 years ago because because it's becoming so many more people have accessibility now to be able to sell these beautiful things or or to barter or whatever with these beautiful things teach classes and to write books and and that just makes it better diversity just makes things better and to be able to have access i mean can you imagine how we would have just wigged our shit out if we'd had access to all the things we have access to now in our 20s and 30s oh, hell yeah. you know? and i oh, just yeah. wish I mean, it yeah i mean it just makes me sad people don't see that and and celebrate that, you know, and and celebrate the fact that now it's accessible to more people, and we're starting to see more people understand that this is not, you know, evil or or something to be feared. It's something that is beautiful and a, and a and a you know a reverent thing to the earth and, or to whatever and. And now, and we're, and it's allowing us to become understood and to come out of the, the broom closet, so to speak. And I yeah. wish that people would celebrate that instead of getting all crappy about it. You know, but absolutely, absolutely. My friend, my friend owns Primitive Witchery, and she makes amazing, amazing things. They're like artifacts and. And she does these lanterns, and she does these amazing um, braided cords, spell cords, and planetary cords. And, you know, she's created a few of the pieces in my house. And now her stuff was used in Hocus Pocus, too. Hello? Get over the tree, just saying. Okay? But seriously... This is how, you know, word of mouth and people buying things and people saying, look at this amazing thing I got, and don't you want something like this too? Do you think you'd enjoy it? Or or maybe there's something else in that shop that you would really love and enjoy. I mean, we know these incredibly creative people that do all kinds of things. I, I go to Gallows Hill Witchery to get my crystal stuff, and, you know, the person who runs that is an amazing, an amazing woman, also an amazing writer. Um, and, you know, I buy things from her and she explains everything so that we understand what we're purchasing and the things that it's good for. And listen, I could do that research, but she makes my life easier because I've got other things I got to do during the day. So she does the research for everybody that she sells to. These are the people we need. This is the industry we need. We need to encourage, yeah. encourage, encourage. LTZ, Laura Tempest Zakroff, one of my favorite artists, indeed, who has done oracle decks and, and beautiful artwork and, and flags and all of the things. I would die without the beautiful things all of these people create. It, my world would be That's so much smaller. Because I've learned because how to see things. Beautiful. You, you learn yeah. how to see things through other, another lens, a different oracle deck. Because I even told her yeah. the last time she came on, I was like, dude, I asked myself, do I really need this? And it was like, yes, you fucking do. Because once I got it and saw its point of view and the guidance it gave me, it was a totally mm-hmm. different thing. We have to revere our teachers, but we have to revere our artists 
do. Please. Absolutely. Please, it's important. Absolutely. Well, and it makes our world more, it makes our, you know, to me, anything that makes your abode or your home place or whatever more reflective of who you are and makes it, you know, like my whole house is an altar, so to speak, because you can look in my house and you can see things that I consider beautiful and magical and special and sacred in all parts of my house. You know, and and I think that, does it make me a better witch? No. Does it make me happy? Yes. And if I am happy and I'm more in in tune with myself and more comfortable, am I a better witch? You betcha. You know, and I think that people, you know, my dad, He was, the man could have lived, as long as he had a refrigerator, a barca lounge, or a TV with work and a working remote, that man would have been satisfied to go through life like that. He saw no value in anything beautiful or artistic or flowers in the house or having flowers in the yard or any of that. And he lived such a small, miserable life. He saw, he, you know, we lived on this beautiful land, and he saw nothing of the beauty of it. And, and it just makes me sad to think about that. So I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be yeah. that person. I want, you know, I've got a piece of, I'm looking at a piece of stained glass hanging in my window right now that I love and adore because mm-hmm. it just brings me joy, the colors and the light shining through it, and brings me joy. Does it have a functional purpose? Not one damn bit. But it, does, it the function of it is it make, brings me joy, and that's good enough. You know? Yeah. I, and I think a happy witch is a better witch. I think magic, yeah. listen, depending on the working, sometimes you need a head of steam and full, full tilt anger to get certain shit done. I recognize that. But to oh, just girl, get I through happy. life. I can be happy and send you a big fat fuck you without a problem. I I can be happy and still want to kick your ass. (laughs) Well, that is true. Um, There uh, there is that as well. (laughs) Yeah. I have a minor rant. Please do. Take it. I'm going to talk about... The cesspool that is midlife dating. <laughs> okay. I'm here for so it. This is, this is on my mind, okay? First of all, read the fucking profile. My opening line on my profile in all capital letters and I am wearing in my picture a septum piercing. My tattoos are visible. I've got on a rainbow pride scarf. And it says, if you voted for Trump, do not talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I am pro LGBT plus. I am pro Black Lives Matter. Water is life. Science is real. Pro vaccines. Pro, you know, all this stuff. For you, how many of these ne'er-do-well motherfuckers with their Trump picture frame contact me going, hey. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, and, and the thing is, okay, I understand when we all get to be a certain age, we've all lived some life, and we all have a certain amount of baggage that we carry around with us. I am not going to carry your baggage. I am not the baggage carousel at O'Hare Airport. I am not going to carry that shit for you. You either need to unpack it yourself or you need to carry it yourself. Because I've done the work to carry mine and to unpack mine. I am so tired of these people who they jump out of the frying pan into the fire, first of all. Or they play this game of, hey, I'm really interested in you. And then when you're like, oh, okay, then they go, oh, I'm going to run back over here. And then when you stop acting like you're interested, then they come back around. And this is not exclusively men that do this. This is men, women, 
he, she's, they's, and gays. It's all of them. They don't. Yep. Uh, the other thing that irritates me is I say I am pro LGBT plus. I am plus, you know, trans women are women, whatever. And then I get all these women who are turfs. And I'm like, no, no, no. That is no good. I don't want that. I'm just like, read the profile, people. Read it. And then it's like, you know, it's just, I get so aggravated because it's like, first of all, it's like going to the cull cow sale on Friday afternoon when they're selling the ones it's just nobody else wants. And I realize I'm talking about myself in that bunch of people because I am also single at midlife, but it's like the cull cow sale. <laughs> it's like nobody wants them, and we're just selling them for 50 cents a piece or something. And it's like, ugh. It is exhausting. It is exhausting. And I'm just like, I'm I'm almost, I remember now why I'm single and why I don't do this. Four months wading through this, and I'm just like, ugh. But people... And take better profile pictures. Don't put a picture of, I don't know, your boat as your profile picture. <laughs> oh, well, there's a reason, or, I'm sure. Uh, probably <laughs> so. Or your truck or your car or something. I'm just like, oh, my God. And then you get the people that are going to pray for you. That's, that's another wonderful thing about being a pagan out there in the online dating world is you get prayed for and I'm like no you're not going to pray for me without my consent I didn't give you consent to pray for me so no you're not (laughs) you know that's one of my standard responses no you're not you know but I I'm telling you we talked about this I think at Mystic South a little bit it wears my ass out but that's my mini rant is the school of midlife dates well, I mean, and I'm sure, you know, and I've even said to Mark, you know, listen, your happy ass better fucking stay alive because, God damn it, I am not doing this shit again. Uh-uh. <laughs> I said, that's it. You go, I'm done. <laughs> There's, there is no next thing. Uh, I would not, I couldn't. I couldn't deal with it. We were talking about our kids, and it was like, we were talking about the fact that we were glad we're old now because we did not want to go through what we're seeing our kids do. Our kids don't fuck anymore. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, that's all we thought about. Now they're on their phones, they're texting, they're gaming. I'm like, wow, what limited interaction. And it's like, but that's the world we have. So that's what we do. We have different motivations. And I'm like, I'm fascinated. Tell me more. So, you know, it's it's more about compatibility and having things in common in a real sense. Used to be back in the day, didn't give a shit if you had anything in common. You know, it's like slap a couple of people together and start a family because that's what you were quote-unquote supposed to do. Usually with disastrous results, I might add. This is my third marriage. Um, I'm just saying uh, so, well, yeah, not not the greatest ideas, not the greatest ideas. Well, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, you know, they, the advice they give you is be become someone, be the kind of person that you would want to date. And I've become that person, and now I'm just too much for people. They're just like, you're just too much. And I'm like, what? You know, and I granted, I am a lot. I understand that. Um, but... I don't think I'm too much. I think for the right, you know, like I, every horse out there has a person that goes with it to, that can ride it and appreciate it. I kind of feel like every person has somebody out there, you know, like that too. But did you say they don't? Did you say they don't fuck anymore? Is did I under, misunderstand you? No, they. It's it's really limited. They don't do it like we did. It. I I, I don't get it um, because of the way I was raised, that was pretty much what we were doing and thinking about all the time. I mean, you know, you were trying to get with someone you were attracted to. But these days it is not that. It's just not. 
Well, I think there's a happy medium in there somewhere because I definitely want somebody that I'm compatible with. That's the thing. I want yeah. somebody that I can be friends with, you know, even if that other stuff doesn't work out. Because I almost married somebody that I could not fucking stand. I would not pick him out of a lineup of people to be friends with if my life depended on But I damn near married him. And I mean, when I say damn near married him, I had mailed the invitations, damn near married. And had to call everybody up and go, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was but isn't that amazing? Life. So I have to, yeah. but I got to ask you some questions. Wait, 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 wait. Back, 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 back. I got to ask you some questions about this particular situation. Now, sure. is it a situation where you thought you were in love, or is it a situation where someone had convinced you that it was time in your yeah. life? Was that? Oh. Yeah, it was that because hey, back when we were younger, you you know, you went to school, you got out. People started getting married in their like late teens, early twenties. If you were still single at the time, you were in your middle twenties. You were like beyond repair, right? And yep. I decided to go to grad school, you know. And by the time I got out of grad school, I was nearly thirty, and I was with somebody at the time, and I was in a somewhat serious relationship at that point. But yeah, the, the guy I almost yeah. married was like, "Well, that's what everybody else is doing, so I guess I ought to do it too." And so I looked around and wow. found the least objectionable person that I could find, and that's who I thought I was going to marry. And then I finally realized we did not – we actually, i tell you what happened. We had to do pre-marriage counseling because he was Catholic. And we had to take oh, this boy. like 500-question questionnaire. They put us in two separate rooms. You had to answer all these questions. And then they looked for your intersecting sets on things that you were compatible or agreed on. And it was everything from, you know, talking about kids and managing children uh, to views on abortion to views on who was head of household and money, you know, how to handle money. Okay. Have you ever had any homosexual yeah. thoughts? We had no fucking intersecting sets, not one. They put that graph up, and, I, girl, I'm a scientist. I went, oh, God. <laughs> and I just kind of went. And we went through the counseling, and the and I guess it did what it was supposed to because it made me realize we had no business getting married. And I called it off. Wow. You were smart. Well, it was, and it was definitely what was best for both of us. I mean, he went on, and he married somebody and had some kids, and he's perfectly happy. And I went on, and I am perfectly happy. You know, I got my Ph.D. I've got a girl. I love my job. You know, I'm doing great things in the, with my life. We're both very happy, and neither of us would have had those things had we gotten married. Yeah. And I would have been married years if we'd married. Or I, well, I'd have been married like three years and just be eligible for parole right about now is what would have happened. Eligible for parole. You're hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly I mean, right. like, I, it, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, I, you know, listen, I was married three times by the time I was thir- I, thir- 36. Well, I've never been like that. I've been married, and I've only really been in one relationship that lasted longer than two or three years. And you know, I I think the problem is better. Well, I think my friend Krista Chapman Green has this great song about Persephone and Hades. And if y'all don't listen to her, you should. She's really, really good. So shout out to Krista Chapman Green. But um. There's a line in that song that says, there's nothing the world hates more than a woman who knows her own mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, there you go. That, that, there, therein lies the, <laughs> lies the rub because I am who I am and I'm not really willing to be a lot, very compromising or flexible. And so here we go. And so that may mean that I don't ever get with anybody long term and I think I'm okay and I'm finally okay with that you know it took me a long time to get there but something happened in the last four or five years where I'm finally like you know 
I'm okay with that. I'm not dating because I'm I'm needing to date somebody. I'm dating because I thought it might be a way to meet interesting people and maybe have some good sex because I'm telling you, my my recent friend with Benefit, he, that shit's mediocre, and I'm not about that life. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm not about you better stop. Short. Step up or check out, Buttercup. That's it. Oh, I know. <laughs> Mine's up. <laughs> well, but I read know, way too much milk. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, I have, an, I have an aunt who never married. She is 80 years old, and her life, has been her own. And Mm -hmm. we have had discussions about children, and she said, you know, maybe I should have settled down and had children. And I said, why the fuck would you want to do something that dumb? Now, please understand, this is a member of my family, so I felt fully within my rights to say this because I know this woman extraordinarily well. She actually did more to mother me than my own mother. And yes, that is actually true. So I said to her, you know, first of all, if you had done that, you wouldn't have had time to take care of me because your sister sure as fuck didn't. That's number one. Number two is you wouldn't have met all the people that you met. You wouldn't have gone to every single country in the world twice because she didn't have to spend that money on kids Kids be expensive. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Everything she did in her life, once her mother passed away, was all for her. And she has done some really cool, glorious shit. And I'm like, you know, it it saddens me that that would even be a thought that crosses your mind because the stuff you guys poisoned me with, it didn't occur to me that you got poisoned with it, too. Now, I do love mm-hmm. my children, and everyone has heard me say this before, but I would never do it again if given the choice. They're here. I adore them. They know it. They also know I would never do it again. I don't recommend yeah. having children. I think it's a calling. I think it's, you know, listen, I did my best, but was I a perfect parent? Oh, fuck no. I am only grace with amazing, wonderful children because, A, they are amazing, wonderful people on their own, but they have a stepfather who raised them right because their daddy ain't worth a shit. So I'm just saying, I got lucky. Yeah, and I never had the, I mean, I never dated a man the world needed more of, so I was never interested in having (laughs) kids. I mean, there was never a man that I ever had sex with that we needed more of on this planet in my opinion but i've raised a lot of people's kids for them by being a professor you know i've been there when they've been sexually assaulted when they've had suicidal thoughts when they've been severely depressed when they've had to come out to their parents you know i'm that i'm that auntie i'm the auntie that everybody goes to when you need birth control and you want to get your first tattoo you know i'm i'm that auntie you know go to but I, know, I think that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, and I think you need those people in your life. I didn't have that person, and boy, I wish that I had. You know, I wish that I had been the person I am now. I wish I'd had that person when I was growing up. You know, but it's, oh, sure. Yeah. I, I think that I think that there are people who. I think there are a lot of really wonderful parents out there. And if you wanted to have children and that's what you did, I think that's fantastic. I myself knew that that was not something that I would ever want because my life life path would not have been able for me to be a good parent because Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. saw I was in a situation where I grew up in a situation that I would never have brought, and this is probably part of why I'm still single, I would have never brought a partner or a child into the living situation I was in when I was having to deal with my parents in the block because, you know, it was verbally abusive. It was emotionally abusive. It was physically draining. It was, it was very challenging. And 
I saw my mother get abused in that way, and there was I was not about to do that to somebody else. And then, you know, by the time that was all over, I'm like, you know what? I'm not taking care of anybody else. I am done taking care of other people. I'm going to, like you said about your aunt, I'm living for me now. Maybe. But I think it's self-aware. I think that it's more being self-aware. And I'm not bringing anybody with me. I'm not inconveniencing anybody else. But I'm, I'm doing what I want to do now. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with knowing that about yourself. No, not at all. But here's the other interesting thing. You know, you mentioned, and you even said it, which astounds me, the fact that some people would look at that as being selfish. See, it's that old poison that we got fed yeah. about get, getting married and settling down. That poison is still there. And that well, poison... So generational. Well, I can't stand it when you see a, a couple that's gotten married, and the first thing they ask the woman is, when are y'all having kids? Like, she has no fucking value now except as breeding stock. And I can't stand that. Yeah. I can't stand yeah. that. I, it's like, oh, you you're not going to work, are you? You're not going to do this, are you? And I understand that it's a generational thing, but I'm seeing younger people do it too, and I'm like, oh, hell no. We're not doing that. Her life, yeah, you, you know, don't I'm, get stopped. Yeah, I ran into this in a work situation where a younger person that I work with came into the room, and they they happened to be engaged. And, you know, my coworker said to her, are you, you know, are you planning to have kids? And I said, God, I hope not. And, of course, that was met with a whole bunch of looks, and I said, let me explain. And I proceeded to inform her about all of the things she would have to give up in life if she were going to have a kid. Because, you know, there's this very romantic side. Listen, parents lie about this shit all the time. Half the people who, who were parents, really had no business being parents uh, because if they had known and no one prepares them and if they had been spoken to about the truth and really had a chance to absorb the information we could have avoided a lot of unhappy people is my opinion because a lot of the time folks still get married because they think they have to they think they're getting married because they think do what was done before. No, break the mold. Do not, you do not have to do what was done before. Now, I understand that I, my feeling is that parenting is a calling. I was yeah. not called for it. I, and I admit that freely, and I have admitted that to my children. I'm an open fucking book because that's the only way I can do it. Um, so they know. And... You know, yeah. my kids have decided that they are not in situations where they want to have kids right now. Well, you I don't think, right you know, I, I, because what you lose in your life, what you give up in your life, while it, the idea of having a small person who loves you and is wholly dependent upon you, the unbelievable pain that comes with that emotionally I don't know. It, it can be it can be really gut wrenching and and somewhat just well, your soul. With everything that's going on in the world, like our one of the local school boards, not in the town where I live, but I'm sure they'll get around to eventually. But the 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 hate bills that are being passed by these school boards, where you know it's very damaging to trans youth it's very damaging to youth of color it's very damaging to girls i mean the stuff that's happening in the schools right now around here i told my boss the other day we were talking about it because there was literally a person that got up at this school board meeting and said queer people deserve death and people oh my god holy shit And, and 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 there were queer students in that room that were there to speak against that bill or that whatever, that mandate that they were passing. They were terrified to be in that room. 
I could not imagine trying to raise a child in a world where someone said, you deserve death because of who you are. You deserve to die. Mm -hmm. You know, or I mean, and I mean, it just, it makes me insane. I would, if I had a kid in school or a school age kid right now, I would homeschool them because I don't want them. No, you know, I don't want them banning books. You know, I don't want them telling, you know, the trans youth that they have no rights and no place. I don't want them telling the the students of color that, oh, well, you know, this version of history that we're teaching, yes, it's very whitewashed, but it doesn't make anybody feel guilty. So we're just going to make you continue to be marginalized and intentionally ignored so we can feel okay. I am so sick to death of that crap. And so I, I told my boss, I said, I am so glad that I don't have kids because I would just, I'd be in jail is what would happen because I would have been at that school board meeting. And if, when that sucker said that, I would have jumped on him <laughs> in the middle of that meeting. I'd have been on international news, crazy woman, tackles, bigoted asshole at school board meeting. That would have been me. I mean, I can't imagine today trying to raise kids in a world where the people who think it's okay to hate were given permission to be loud and proud by a certain orange nemesis. And now they think it's okay to stand up and say shit like that. And people agree with them, you know, and I'm just like, I can't imagine trying to raise kids in an environment like that. God bless everybody and the God's blessed and God is blessed and angels and saints and everybody out there that's doing it. Bless your sweet little hearts for doing it because my God, you've got it to do, don't you? With this world we're in right now. That was another rant. Sorry. <laughs> this is the night of rants. Are you kidding? No, this is yeah. all about the rants. That's what this show is always about. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's trashy talking yeah. and ranting night. That's what we fucking do. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, and I agree with you. I, I couldn't do it now. The, I, I would, oh, gosh. My kids probably would get expelled because of the shit I say. You know what I mean? If my kids were still young, because you know that bitch has a foul mouth, motherfucker. Yes, I do. Come for me, and I wouldn't give yeah. a shit. And because as I've gotten older, I give fewer shit about the opinions of other people. Um, oh people don't like it when you don't care what they say. For some reason, it seems to run all over them. I I don't know, but well, I just one of the I don't care. They want to ban- this is what's ridiculous to me. One of the books they want to ban, and if this ain't some white Christian nationalism at work, it's got curse words in it. And I'm like, have you been in a high school classroom? Have you been around any high school kids? They know more curse words than that book, I'm promising you. But, I mean, the whole thing, I'm seeing this white Christian nationalist stuff, and it's not – we, you know, we worry about it at the national level, but I'm telling you where it's creeping up, like the creeping kudzu and, and Virginia creeper and poison ivy, that, you know, the poison ivy that hides amongst the Virginia creeper. It's creeping in at the grassroots level, at our school boards and our city councils and stuff like that. If you don't think it's important to get out and vote for that, too, I know we got the midterms coming and we got to get out there and vote, and I've got to go early vote next week because, my God, we need a blue wave for sure. But if you're not getting out yeah. and being just as riled up and passionate about your local elections, because that's where the damage is really, really being done. You oh, know, yeah. they're, they're, they're getting on these school boards and they're pushing their Christian nationalist agenda that's full of white supremacy and homophobia and xenophobia and misogyny and all that crap. They're just spreading it like fucking, ugh, I don't even know what. Because all the plants that I named are, are plants, and I like plants. Something unpleasant that's spreading, and it's happening like a damn plague. Yeah, like well, manure. no, that's some black gold right there. That makes the grass grow. It's like a plague. It's like a plague on our yeah. houses, and everybody's like, oh, well, you know. And I'm like, no, you've got to vote for school board. You've got to vote for city. It matters who's on the school board, y'all. It matters. Uh, Even if you don't have yeah. kids in school, it matters. Vote. Right. I mean, and if you have, you know, and there's instances where 
you know, like I voted already too, and there were some things where only Republicans were running for certain seats. And I'm like, yeah. uh-uh, I ain't touching you fuckers. Y'all can fight it out because one of them's going to win. And it's like, yeah. you know, unless you can identify the one that's the least offensive, um, avoid it all is what I did. But, yeah. You know, because they were all equally offensive. You try to find the one that's the least offensive in that case, but <laughs> that, that's not well, always possible. Well, people say, oh, I don't vote for a party. I vote for the person. Honey, if you've got an R after your name, I ain't voting for you because the platform yeah. – that that party has adopted is antithetical to 99.9% of what I believe in. So I am voting Mm -hmm. against that party every time from now till I draw my last breath. You know, because, I mean, I don't... I was only talking about situations where only Republicans are running. No, no, I know. Because there are those... Yeah. We have the same. Be careful of And that's the other thing. I don't give a damn what party my coroner is representing or what the county judge is representing. You're supposed to fix the road, Dick. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, and I don't think that should be part of the equation. And the other thing that I hate is around here, if you're running church you go to, I don't give a damn what church you go to. And I don't wow. think that should be part of the questions in the interviews. Who cares? It shouldn't. That's intrusive. Wow. That's that's nervy. That's a lot of nerve. I don't know. I, that 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 smacks of a lot of bullshit, if you ask me. Well, it does, but that's what, you know because around here, if you don't go to the right church, you don't get the votes. And I'm like, well, I guess I ain't. I mean, if I was a, if I was a. You know, if I have less skeletons in my closet, I would probably run for school board. But I've got too many skeletons <laughs> in my closet to run for school board. I hear you. But I would love, if only to stand up and say, I don't give a shit about athletics and I don't go to church. If I could get up and say why don't, when you've got brand new, everything for the football team and the science lab does not even have meter sticks. We have a problem, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah no, but... I agree. I agree. There's got to be balance. you got to have yeah. arts and sciences. I mean, that's why I yeah. call it arts and sciences. you got to have both. You have to have things yeah. that expand the mind. You've got to have yeah. alternate ways of looking at a situation and a problem. I mean, all of these things are are vital to the human experience, and there's really no other way of, around it. And, and I got to tell you, you and I have eaten up an entire hour. <laughs> that was well, that's no surprise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Deborah, tell folks before we go, tell folks how they can find you and where they can find you and everything you're doing. You bet. I am on uh, YouTube. My podcast is Diary of a Physicist farm gal and I talk about crafting and science and the covert liberal agenda and or the not so covert liberal agenda and um, farming Uh, you can find me on YouTube as Diary of a Physicist Farm Gal you can find me on Instagram as Doc Firewoman um, and that's pretty much the two places you can find me the easiest and um, stay tuned because Big things are happening, and there may be a book coming out next year. So, you know, we hope. (laughs) So next year I may have to put aside the rant so we can talk about the book. Well, uh, no, we'll have a rant, and then I'll get on your official book schedule at some point because we wouldn't want to miss out on this. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) No, that's fantastic. Very excited. Deborah, as always, you are my ride and die. Ride or die, every single year you do this with me. I love you. I appreciate you. You are an awesome friend, and I think you're amazing. Thank you so much. I love you, too. Big love and happiest birthday. Thank you. All right. I will talk to you soon. All right, everybody. I will be back next 
Wednesday with Lisa McSherry. I think it's Wednesday. It's either Wednesday or Thursday. My days are all jumbled. Anyway, see you next week. Have a great weekend. Love y'all. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.